You're listening to Campus Review Radio. The University of New South Wales has secured a significant windfall from Malcolm Turnbull's courting of China. UNSW will house the first overseas torch innovation precinct to be built with $100 million in Chinese investment. I'm education editor James Wells and UNSW Vice-Chancellor Professor Ian Jacobs joins me to discuss what this means for the sector. What does it say about Australia's research sector that China has decided to invest this money here rather than in China? Australia has a really powerful research story and great expertise, which is the match for most parts of the world. We have a wonderful university system, which is still very strong. China also has a strong university system and massive investment in R&D. By, um, within, within two or three years, China will be the nation with the largest investment of R&D worldwide. And uh, China is looking to access great ideas and opportunities wherever it can, both within China and externally. UNSW has a long history of links with China, primarily through Chinese students coming to study at UNSW. But through those links and, and the connections we have in China, we were able to start a dialogue about R&D and the innovation agenda, which led to this very exciting um, investment by Chinese companies, which has been facilitated by the Chinese government and the Torch Group. What made China invest here rather than in their own universities? I think it's important to understand that they are investing in their own universities to a very, very large extent. The reason they're also investing at UNSW is because they can see that we have great expertise um, and they have companies that want to access that expertise and turn great ideas into products which can then be manufactured and used to improve people's lives. And you just one, one example, it probably helps. Um, one of the companies that we've signed an agreement with manufacture power cables. That's a um, really important product. Uh, and, and it will be no, no less important or perhaps even more important as we move into a fossil free um, world, hopefully over the next, over the coming years. A challenge with power cables is um, efficiency and heat loss from power cables during the transmission. Our scientists have a technology for decreasing the heat loss from power cables during transmission using graphene in the cables, which is a quite an advanced stage. And so the, the, manu- the, the company that manufactured these cables in, in China saw that opportunity and are working in partnership with us. So this is a a great example of a venture which will lead to an important product which improves energy efficiency, which is one of the things the world badly needs, um, at the same time as harnessing UNSW research expertise with Chinese manufacturing and commercializing know-how. So it's a great partnership. And there's also a part of this about as government investment into universities dries up here domestically, especially in the next budget, is this also partly about diversifying the revenue streams for research? That's a really interesting question. I hope very much that we're not going to see investment by government. And investment is the right term, of course. I hope that we're not going to see a decrease in government investment in research in Australian universities. I think that would be a serious mistake. Uh, We published a report last year, which we commissioned from Deloitte, and Universities Australia published a similar report, also commissioned from Deloitte, which showed that the 
research know-how that Australian universities generate, which is pushed out into the economy through partnerships with companies in all sorts of other ways, generates $160 billion a year for Australian GDP. That's 10% of GDP, about the same as the mining industry. So the, the, the funding that government in Australia provides for research is not a gift or a charitable donation. It's an investment, as you said. That's a really important point. And without that funding for basic science research, the whole of the innovation agenda just won't work. And actually, it's worth just reflecting on other parts in the, of the world where the innovation agenda has worked very effectively. You can examples in Silicon Valley, in Israel, in Singapore, uh, in China. In all of those places, the success of the innovation agenda has depended upon government bringing people together, not just investing, but bringing people together, putting in place incentives and investing seed funding in making it happen. So I, I think it would be a mistake if um, there was less money available for research for Australian universities, a mistake not, uh, not, not just for the universities, but for the whole of Australian society and the economy, and I hope that won't happen. If government, say, makes this mistake, as you say, this is a hypothetical, would you have to increase your, say, courting of the private sector to invest in research? We're, we're always looking for ways of generating funds for the things that we think are the right things to do. So we, we, have our, we, we published last year our strategy for the next 10 years. It's a very ambitious strategy. It involves academic excellence in research and education. It also involves social engagement and global impact. And under the social engagement heading, there is a very important component, which is about social justice, equality and diversity. But also under that heading, there is a, an important component, which is about knowledge transfer. It is about the innovation agenda. Uh, now, in order to deliver our strategy, we, we do need to generate large sums of funding. And we're not relying on government to provide all or a large proportion of that funding, but I think government has an important contribution to make. And universities have always looked elsewhere. So we, we generate some of our funding through domestic student fees, a very large amount of funding through international student fees. We have partnerships with industry. We have philanthropic funding. We have all sorts of different streams of funding. And we will continue to, to, to maintain as diversified a funding stream as possible. But even in that context, I, I do think that government has an extremely important role to play in the future of universities and in driving the innovation agenda. We'll bring the discussion back to Torch specifically. So it has the facilities needed for innovation and industry collaboration and investment, but what will UNSW do to create the needed culture for collaboration? There's real excitement in the UNSW community about the opportunities that we have for turning our great basic science discoveries into applications which can be pushed out into society, make a difference to people's lives and generate economic prosperity. And that happens to a considerable extent anyway. Uh, we, we already have the largest number of student startups, for example, of any Australian university. But we want to enhance that environment. So the first thing is to, to create a culture of entrepreneurialism and understanding of the innovation agenda for our students and staff our students from the minute they join the university. And last year, we opened the Michael Crouch Innovation Center, which is a, a lab 
in some ways where students can go at any time to explore their ideas and to use technology to explore their ideas. We're always creating new opportunities in our educational program for students to learn about the innovation agenda and entrepreneurialism, and we're encouraging that. Um, we're, we're, we're putting in place incentives for our staff and new opportunities for them as well. We're creating new investment funds and opportunities for startup companies. And, of course, in the context of the, the, the Torch collaboration with China, we are using that opportunity to create incubator space on campus, which will put business and industry um, staff in direct contact with our very best scientists across the campus. And we're putting in place immediately a thousand meters squared of incubator space. From there, we hope very much to develop a, an innovation precinct on our Ramwick campus and in other places around the campus, uh, which will further enhance that environment. And I, I see all of that linking to other developments in, in New South Wales. For instance, the uh, Bay Precinct development that the New South Wales government is, is pushing forward, the plans for a science park in Western Sydney, uh, and, and uh, ATPI as well, which is already in existence. So I don't see us doing this in isolation. What we're trying to do is create a culture of innovation and entrepreneurialism in the university amongst staff and students and use the developments of our incubator space and science park close to campus to then link into the broader innovation ecosystem in New South Wales. And of course, the intention in the end is that we bring new opportunities and economic prosperity for people across New South Wales and Australia.